1: child of God. On my worst day, I am a child of God. Oh, every day is a good day. Your i yeah.
2: please pray with me. Loving holy God with open hearts, we welcome all who have gathered to worship you in this place, whether it be our worst day or our best day. Remind us all that we are blessed and we are all your children, and we gather here and hope that your presence fills this place because we are blessed. Amen. a gospel artist by the name of Donnie McCurkin. He sings a song titled, We Fall Down. And some of the lyrics go like this. We fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. For a saint is just a sinner who fell down, but we couldn't stay there. We got up. The prayer of admission is in your program this morning. For anyone who has fallen down, who is feeling down, who is feeling the weight of sin, of disappointment, of letting someone down, of falling short, this is a time for us to get up. Let us read the prayer of admission together aloud, followed by a moment of silent prayer. God, you lead us. We can be reluctant to follow. Forgive us for our wandering away from you. Forgive us for our impatience. Forgive us for taking your saving power for granted. there's good news. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiven. Jesus dying for our sins gave us the way to be reconciled with God. Through his blood we are forgiven. Rest assured we are forgiven. Thanks be to God.
0: One quick reminder, the wooden offering bowls, they live by each door On Sunday mornings, they're there to collect your cash, check, lollipop offerings, whatever you want to leave for downtown church, or you can make a secure gift online, and we are grateful. Our scripture reading comes from Exodus this morning, chapter 15. I'm reading verses 19 through 21. Listen for God's word for you. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen went into the sea. The Lord brought the waters of the sea back over them. But the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. Then Miriam, the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a timbrel like a tambourine in her hand and all the women followed her with timbrels and dancing and Miriam sang to them, sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. The title of today's sermon is Out for Delivery. I don't know about you, but I really like to do some online shopping I'm not talking about wild things like contacts, deodorant, you know, the essentials. I like the efficiency of ordering from my phone and then watching the items delivered to my front door. It's cathartic, really. You go to a website, you decide what you need You click the little box below the item, you choose the delivery window for when you'll be home, you make your payment, and then you wait, expecting for your order to be delivered right on time. I like getting to watch the progress on that timeline. You know what I'm talking about? Your order is placed. Your order has been filled. Your order is out for delivery. Your order has arrived. Most of the time it works well, right? Some super kind person drops off some bags or boxes right outside of your door. Sometimes they even take a picture and text it to you. All I have to do is open the door, pick up the bag, unpack it, task done. There have been several studies conducted on our propensity to order online. Some studies have found that you and I, we've begun ordering things just for the satisfaction of having something delivered. Certainly during COVID, when we were stuck at home, many of us, we ordered things just so we had something to look forward to. A new toy, a new outfit, a new organizing system for our pantry that may or may not have ever been put together. Did any of, yours, any of you do things like that? Just me? <laughs> Order things for the satisfaction of seeing something delivered to your door. Looking back, I didn't need all of those things. I ordered it for the satisfaction of seeing something show up delivered so that I could celebrate. This one time I needed a carrot cake. It was a colleague's birthday Their favorite cake is carrot cake. So I went to the grocery store app on my phone and I picked out a carrot cake. I chose the size and the price and the window of delivery just in time for the party. Nobody likes a stale cake. And I watched that progression line. Your order has been filled. Your order is out for delivery. Your order has been delivered. You can imagine my excitement when the cake had been delivered. I opened the brown paper bag and to my surprise, It was not a carrot cake. It was a chocolate cake. A (laughs) gluten-free chocolate cake. Are you kidding me? I look back at my phone to see the tiniest of asterisk that says this, shoppers will pick another item if your item is not available. Gluten-free. Was your choice? I ordered a gluten full cake. Surely, surely there were other gluten full options available. Surely there was something closer to the vibe of a carrot cake than a gluten-free chocolate cake. But there was no changing what I had now. The party was just minutes away. So I pulled out the cake, I topped it with some candles and we all sang happy birthday to you cake delivered, celebrate. When we look at the story of Miriam, there's a delivery and there's a celebration. Miriam along with hundreds of thousands of Israelites have been delivered from slavery in Egypt to dry land this side of the Red Sea. Who made that order for delivery? Was it Miriam who ordered the Israelites flee from slavery? No. Was it Moses, the leader of the Israelites? No. It was God. God saw the Israelites were in pain. God wanted to see them delivered. So God placed the order for the Israelites to leave Egypt. God laid out the whole plan. In fact, if you just flip back in your Bible a few pages to Exodus 12, we see God has some very specific instructions for this delivery. It's as if God's sitting on a couch with phone in hand, picking out God's people, all 600,000 of them, ordering them to be delivered. And there's a specific process for this to take place. God instructs the Israelites to participate in a great feast called Passover where each family is to kill a lamb and then smear the blood of that lamb over their front door. Then that same night, God killed every firstborn Egyptian, both animal and person, but God passed over the Israelites' homes, Passover. That same night, God called Moses and Aaron and he told them to ready themselves to flee Egypt to call together every Israelite and say it's time to pack up. And when the Egyptians woke up the next morning to the calamity of those who had been murdered, they urged the Israelites to get out. They helped the Israelites pack up. They were scared of the Israelite God. Even the Egyptian leader, Pharaoh, he urged the Israelites to leave. It's as if God is checking all the boxes of the order, the quantity of God's people, the delivery window, the circumstances that will make the delivery possible. And then God sends them out for delivery. We watch the progression timeline as we read through Exodus. And then while they're out for delivery, something goes horribly wrong. The Egyptians changed their minds. God orders Pharaoh to change his mind, to decide he wants the Israelites back. And so he sends every horse, every chariot, every horseman after them, chasing the Israelites to bring them back. Can you imagine Miriam's terror? When you think that it's okay to leave enslavement. When you get the nod from your master that it's okay to head on out. And then you look back and you see a fury, an army chasing you. She knows they will catch up. She knows they will be violent. She knows she will no longer be delivered. But then just as Miriam is about to lose all hope, God orders the sea to open. God ordered it. God ordered the Red Sea to open, creating a dry path for 600,000 people and their cattle, couldn't have been a quick process, to move through. And then with the Egyptians closing in on them, almost about to catch up on them, God orders the sea to collapse over them. God places every order. But God isn't passive like we are in our online shopping. God places the order and then God is right there, driving, protecting, delivering himself. I can imagine God's relief when the out for delivery switches to safely delivered. This story in our scripture, it's the picture of the delivery at its destination, all in one piece, exactly as it should be. And Miriam joins God in celebrating. Surrounded by her closest family and friends, she grabs her tambourine and she sings. Y'all, she could have had a different response. She could have wept with relief for escaping danger so narrowly. She could have been confused at what happened to her. She could have cursed God for leading them out under this promise of a cordial exodus, exodus only to fear for her life as the walls of the sea rise up on either side of her. But she doesn't curse God. No, she grabs a tambourine and with her song, she leads others in praise. Miriam makes certain that everyone knows who made their delivery, God. This is important. This is the most important part of the text to remember. I want you to notice that there are no acceptance speeches for bravery. There are no accolades for who ran the fastest through the Red Sea. This is not amazing race. It's God's delivery. So Miriam praises God who made the order, who carried the order safely through. Think about when we do hard things, like live through a pandemic or grow a church when our denomination is in decline. Think about the hard things that we plan to do, like pay off the debt for this building or hire another pastor or build the front porch addition. There's always a temptation once we do those hard things to congratulate each other. High five, we did it. Session, great job leading us. Kids, thank you for keeping us hopeful and motivated for our future. All this is well and good, but the better thing, the better thing to do is what Miriam does. Rather than hug her brother and congratulate him on the greatest escape, she grabs her tambourine and she sings to God. Next time you go to make that order online, I wonder if you can pause and just consider for a moment what God is ordering through your life. God has picked you. God has sent you out for delivery, for God's purpose, which may be unknown to you. The question is, can we be like Miriam? Can we choose praise even when we don't understand our surroundings even when our life doesn't match what we once hoped can we still choose praise God doesn't promise that the route will be easy or without complication or comfortable God promises safe delivery and for that we say thanks be to God Amen
1: We bury dreams, lay them deep into the earth behind us said. goodbyes at the grave, but everything reminds us. God knows we ache when he asks us to go on. How do we go?
2: pray. Gracious, holy God, we come before you with humble hearts, full of gratitude for all that you have done for us, for all that you have done for all people, for all that you have done for this world. We come today praying for those looking for a delivery and for deliverance. We come for those looking and in need of protection of joy, of refuge, of peace, of love. We pray for those today that are being chased, chased by their past, chased by failures, chased by pain, chased by misunderstanding, chased by doubt. We pray for those who have found that dry ground and are walking on that dry ground, and we pray that they and we remember who placed the order to get us to that dry ground. Who made the delivery? You. And we pray that when we find ourselves on that dry ground, that we give praise to you, holy God, that we choose praise, we choose worship, we choose holiness, and we choose prayer. And now let us pray together as Jesus taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand with me, family, for our affirmation of faith. You can find it inside of your program. Family, what do we believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please remain standing and sing with us.
0: y'all are leading the way. We are out for delivery. Thanks be to God. And as you go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit, may it be with you. And with all those you love, and with all those nobody loves, go in God's peace. Amen. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.